Hello there, I'm back with the Royal Rumble review series and coming out to Royal Rumble 2000 which is quite possibly my favourite ever Royal Rumble pay-per-view ever and I'll just top to bottom, I'll get, I'll get right into it here the first match is Edge and Christian defending the tag titles against the Dudleys this has been like a, a almost year long, over a year long storyline with these teams that usually have the Hardys in there as well but of course they had their TLC match at SummerSlam 2000 and uh, Edge and Christian holding the titles here this is a regular wrestling match but it's a great way to kick the show off good hot start, the crowd, the, all teams are massively over I've never really been a Dudleys fan, I was always more of an Edge and Christian fan but you know, they worked incredibly well great way to start the show, Dudleys won the titles even better next is the Intercontinental title match when it's in a ladder match, Chris Jericho against Chris Benoit. Uh, this is a tremendous match, I've got to say. It is fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. They worked so well together. They actually did have a good mid-card rivalry, and it meant the mid-card title felt important. And having a huge blow-off match like this at a huge pay-per-view made everything perfect. This match is outstanding. One of the best ladder matches I've ever seen. Absolutely tremendous. We come next to the women's title which is China against Ivory it's interesting because I did find something out here because China was in this rivalry with the right to censor I think a month earlier she got a pile driver or something like that and so there was I never knew if this injury was legit with China but apparently it's a kayfabe injury it was a kayfabe injury as well because they didn't want to fight men anymore it's almost as if, and I heard something that Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted her to be in Terminator 3, to be like the, the female thing in that, but WWE started pulling her down and started trying to sabotage and this would have been about the time when Triple H went with Stephanie, so I always wondered, I thought it was a genuine injury, which is why they put her in with, with a woman, which was kind of... It was kind of stupid because it didn't work. It worked better when she was in with the men and she was way more over when she was in with the men. But even back in WWE, we're sabotaging people and apparently they sabotaged her trying to get the Terminator 3 part. Oh, well. There you have it. What a great company, though, eh? <laughs> Still. Uh, this match is actually fine for what it is. The one is there's a China sells an injury like she backs into the corner with everybody there and then everybody pins her and she's lying down and like getting stretched out. Again, it looked really realistic, which is why I always wondered, was this real or not? But no, apparently it was kayfabe, so there you have it. But she'd get a revenge at WrestleMania, so there you go. That is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, we come next to the WWE title match now. Triple H versus Kurt Angle. One of the rare heel versus heel WWE title matches you get as well. And I loved this match. I thought it was great. A lot of people complain because there's a lot of shenanigans in it, but it's thoroughly entertaining. Let's feel because this was at the time when I think uh, Stephanie was uh, 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 was pals with Stephanie and things like that. And but he, he got Trish Stratus as his manager, but Trish was having an affair with Vince and all that. I know people will say, oh, it's a bit, just a bit of wrestling and too much with the McMahons. But to be honest, the wrestling was great. The storyline was fun and entertaining with the McMahons. You have this incredible cat fight between Stephanie and Trish, which led to a brilliant match a month later at No Way Out 2001. Now, we'll review that next month, so look out for that. And well, Stone Cold gets involved. He was shooting with Triple H as well at this time. And Kurt Angle ends up winning. Thoroughly entertaining. Love this match. Really good stuff here. We also get, before the Royal Rumble, we get one of the the best rock interviews ever when they're talking about is The Undertaker with Kane? Is Kane with The Undertaker? Kane going to buy The Undertaker a box of chocolates? Is Undertaker going to tickle Kane's big red nipple? Classic. 
classic rock. It's just amazing. Uh, and the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble itself, it's fun. It's, uh, it's great rumble. Absolutely love this rumble. A lot of people moan about this, but Drew Carey comes in it, and you think, you know what? Whatever. Fair enough. It's you've got celebrity exposure. You may as well use it. And they did. It's funny though because they're talking to him backstage at some point, and then he says he doesn't watch this, the product. And that, fair enough. At least he's honest. That'll wind up the smarts. Uh, apparently he's in the celebrity hall of fame. So I, I thought this was a bit of fun. It was quite good. Like that. You've got the Hardys fighting each other and they eliminate each other because they're a pair of idiots. <laughs> Honestly, their psychology is so bad. Especially in cage matches, I've always said that before. They're, they're just morons, the Hardys. Never liked them. But whatever. <laughs> Speaking of Drew Carey, though, he's left in the, in the ring alone with Kane. And it's funny when he starts giving him money and things like that. Then I think it's Raven interrupts. Uh, and also then turns into a hardcore battle role for part of it, which is fun. Which was entertaining. I enjoyed that. Good bit of fun here. And then, uh, but Kane just is dominant in this match. He he broke the, the elimination record as well. I think it was 11. It stood till, I think it was 2014, Roman Reigns broke it. So... There you have it. Uh, yeah, Kane gives a, a great performance here. Uh, he's dominant until The Rock comes in about halfway through, and then there's, a, and then also Big Show makes a surprise appearance. He'd been out for a while, so he comes back. So that was interesting. He's only in it for a few moments, and Rock eliminates him though. Uh, it was they were the last two the previous year or two thousand. Uh, so yeah, that was great. That was fun. Uh, even you got Stone Cold comes out. Uh, Triple H attacks him, and then. Oh, oh, of course, uh, The Undertaker and Kane are the last, are, are at one point the only two standing there because Rock's just been brought outside and put through a table. And then uh, the Great Little Spot and Scotty too hot, he's like the only one, like the sacrificial lamp, would basically won't get destroyed by the two of them. And The Undertaker and Kane aren't fighting each other, they actually work together because they're not idiots like the Hardys, they actually don't want that. But then uh, Stone Cold comes out, this is an amazing moment, with this Undertaker and Kane are standing there and Stone Cold's the next one that come up, but Triple H just beats the shit out of him before he can get to the ring, Is like uh, revenge for what happened earlier in the night. So so that was great, he's, absolutely, he's a bloody mess here, that's incredible. But yeah, it comes down to eventually the last three left in here are Stone Cold, Kane and The Rock. Kane eliminates the, but there's this amazing moment when Stone Cold and The Rock are like at a cross, looking at eyes meet across from each corner and they just stare at each other and they lock eyes and then they start brawling. The crowd erupts. It's an amazing moment, just proper excitement and a preview for WrestleMania 17. Uh, fantastic. Now, Kane eliminates The Rock, which was kind of surprising. I thought it would maybe come down to Stone Cold and The Rock, but it's probably best that it didn't because you knew you were going there for WrestleMania. So you've got the little preview already, but. You, you can have the match at WrestleMania, so save it for that. Stone Cold and Kane are the last two left, and Kane, Stone Cold basically gets a chair, wallops Kane and gets him out, so Stone Cold becomes the only ever three-time Royal Rumble winner. Some people complain that it should have been Kane here because of his performance, and, you know, Kane was incredible here. It's an incredible performance, and it would have been nice to have Kane win a Rumble at some point. I agree, but I don't know. You, you could have then done shenanigans because you're obviously heading Austin and Rock. But, you know, that was Austin's first rumble back after being injured. It kind of it made sense to have Austin win it. But maybe have, I would maybe have had Kane win it in 2004 because after it, because he had a lot of momentum the second half of 2003. But instead of, but then that was the Undertaker came back for WrestleMania 20. What you could have had is that he just, 
he gave up, he gives up his title shot because he wants to finish his Undertaker once and for all WrestleMania. You could have told that story. Instead, we've got Chris Benoit winning 2004. <laughs> but still, anyway. Anyway, this match, uh, the Royal Rumble match, tremendously entertaining. Absolutely loved it. Brilliant stuff. And and top to bottom, I love this pay-per-view. Fantastic. Even China and Ivory is the worst match on it. And even then, that's pretty entertaining. So, there you go. Just pro wrestling at its best, Royal Rumble 2001, I think. As I've said, my favourite ever Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And possibly ever my favourite ever Rumble match as well, maybe, you know. Fantastic stuff. So next up, I will be doing reviewing Royal Rumble 2002. So look forward to that. And thanks for so much for listening. And goodbye.